didn't get to I well I didn't get to see all you guys, but you got to see us uh for midweek. We uh had some complications, but it's all seems to be working out. We're all here and I'm glad that you're here. It's good to see my some of my family in the building today. I love you, sister Stephanie and and I love all of you guys. I appreciate the fact that you decided to show up today and give the Lord some praise in this place. But I don't plan on holding your attention for very long. I feel like the Lord wants to be direct today. Uh, and I will say before we start that uh, I just feel like the Lord wants to speak to somebody, speak something into somebody's life today. And it's not by my power, it's not by my might, it's not because of who I am, but it's because of who He is. And uh, if you would, would you just give me a few minutes of your time and turn to the book of Luke, starting in chapter 1. While you're turning there and standing up for the word of the Lord, I will say that I love my pastor. And the anointing that I have would have never been bestowed, found, however you want to say it, unless he had sacrificed much, all, if even, of his life to come to this city and awaken an apostolic generation in Marion, Kentucky. I'm thankful for that. Without him, I wouldn't have my beautiful wife, nor my beautiful son. And I'm so thankful for the sacrifice that my pastor has made for my life and for our lives. Starting in Luke chapter 1, reading in verse 39. I believe it will be on the screen, and it is. It's a popular story, we may all know it, and it starts in verse 39 and says, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias. Somebody say Zacharias. And saluted Elizabeth. Somebody say Elizabeth. These will be two of the people I will be speaking about today. Verse 41 says, And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary... Mary came in and said, what's up, Elizabeth? It's been a long time, but I'm here. How's it going? She sal- the salutation of Mary. Then it says the babe leapt, leaped in her womb. The babe, speaking of the miracle inside of Elizabeth. And then it says, and Elizabeth was, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How many know that Mary is pregnant with Jesus? She has an expectation in her womb for the miraculous. And it says in verse 44, For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Ending with verse 45, it says, And blessed is she that believed, for, thou shalt, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. If you would, why don't you ask the Lord to speak to us in this place. Jesus, you are so wonderful. You are so mighty. God, help us today, Lord, to to give You the praise and the glory that You deserve, God, for You're the only one that deserves it. You're the only one that is worthy of it, God. Help us today, Lord, to stretch forth our voices to the heavens, God, that You may hear and be bathed in our praise. In the name of Jesus today, we love You, we praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. 
Uh, as you're seated, I'll introduce my title. I will be speaking on the topic of your miracle is speaking to you. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, your miracle is speaking to you. Now, this wasn't the days of ultrasound. Uh, They were relying on the angel of the Lord to know, which the angel of the Lord did pronounce the gender of the child. Told everything to Zacharias, who was a priest, who was to go into the temple and burn incense. And one day, when he was in there, he was greeted by an angel. And an angel spoke unto him the prophecy of what their son was to be. And this was... Mm, this story was kind of something that was easy to doubt for Zacharias because, you see, Elizabeth and him were both, as the Bible quotes, stricken in years. Anybody have any idea what that might mean? It means they were old. I'm not sure how old exactly, but they were old. All right, People lived to be a lot older in the Bible times than they do now, so their age, it's not exactly listed, but they were stricken in years. And Zacharias really did not believe that it was possible for his wife, Elizabeth, to bear a child. And because of this doubt, the angel muted him. Gabriel muted Zacharias. He was canceled. Alright? And this famous story that I read, but not unparalleled story, that is the opening of our scripture. Because see, God is accustomed to opening up wombs. To opening up Wombs for the miraculous. Taking what is, was barren and transforming it to fruitful. Taking humble servants and using their hunger to bring forth sustainers, to bring forth substance, to spring forth rivers and streams in dry lands, in dry homes and dry cities. That is the God that we serve. That is the God who orchestrated the beginning of the New Testament. As in the beginning, Genesis God's chosen bloodline is opened up in the womb of Sarah. Sarah, once barren and doubtful, to fruitful and blessed with promise. And after the book of Malachi, our entry into the Gospels of Jesus Christ, the beginning of the New Testament, after what is referred to as the intertestamental period, 400 years or so the Bible does not record, out of this bursting forth out of silence, God opens once again a womb for the miraculous. And turning in the book of Luke, we find that it opens up with Elizabeth's womb being opened. We have the whole story here about the chosen John the Baptist. God has a theme for birthing the miraculous into dry places. There is a key phrase that has been proven over and over again, withstanding the test of time proven by the God out of time. That If you would agree today with me that if he did it once, how many knows that he can do it again? If they received it once, how many know that we can receive it again? If they received it in the past, God can do it right now in the present. I will say to this church, and please don't let me lose you for the next few moments, but what we need is not exactly a revival of numbers. 
What we need is not exactly a revival in our youth group. It's not exactly a revival of our bus ministry. And I know that may sound like the opposite of what we're trying to do in this city, but I will speak to this church today that the revival we need is a revival of authority. In Psalms chapter 24, verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Moving on to Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in the hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. I take you back to the first verse. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Vocation, looking that word up, means it is a designated place by God. It is a designated place of grace by God. God has a designated place for us to walk. God has a designated authority of this church that it should walk in because there is one body and there is one spirit. Even as ye are called in the hope of your calling, there is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism, there is one God of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. With God in us, we have an authority that exceeds anything we could war against in this life. There is an authority in this church over addiction and over depression. There is an authority in this church over grief and over pain. Over the feeling of not feeling like you are enough. People have come to this church building and have tried and succeeded because of the Lord. And that same spirit that quickened their mortal bodies is still the same spirit that is in this place today. It is still Jesus Christ. It is still the only way to enter into the gates of heaven. It is still only by the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues that we are made overcomers of this flesh. It is in the Holy Ghost we find submission for our flesh. It is in the Holy Ghost we find an authority in Jesus Christ that is the revival that we need to conquer this city and to conquer the spirits and the principalities and the powers and rulers of the darkness that we fight against in our flesh. What someone has beat in time, you can overcome. Miracles dispensed by God can be dispensed again and again with enough prayer. With enough hunger, miracles can be released and re-released. I'm here to tell someone that there is a miracle of new authority lying just below the surface in someone's life today. There's a ministry inside this church building that we have never seen come to fruition yet. There is a prayer life with power that can shake mountains and destroy buildings that is in this place uh, that someone is supposed to walk into. Uh, this we have experienced the contractions of birthing that miracle before. There are many of us in this room who have begun to experience uh, the contractions of birthing that miracle into existence. And when we experience those contractions, uh, because if you've ever had a child, which I have not, there are contractions that come before the birth. And you may ask my wife, she will tell you they are not easy. They are not painless. They are painful. And many of us have found ourselves in a position where we have felt 
those contractions of birthing the miracle. And that comes because God is trying to change something in us so He can do something new through us. God is ready more than ever now to spring us back into the place of the miraculous. This church and as a whole need to understand that our, we have a great authority in the body of Jesus Christ. It's something that has never been done in this church before. There is something new that is going to be done in this church that has never been done before. This city hasn't seen a church quite like ours before. And it's time we step away from the majority and focus on creating something we have never seen before. Bringing a new authority. And that's biblical because in Mark chapter 1, verse 27, Jesus, He came with a new authority. It says, and they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. This community needs what we have. More than the miracles, more than the blessings, they need Jesus. Church today, more than the miracles, more than the blessings, we need Jesus. We need God to birth miracles into our lives. And more than just that, we need a deep relationship with Him because in the Holy Ghost, in relationship with Jesus Christ, is when those miracles come about. It's when those miracles are born into the atmosphere. I'll take you to Luke chapter 1, verse 57. It says, Now Elizabeth's time, Elizabeth's full time, came that she should be delivered and she brought forth the son and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shewed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her and it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father and his mother answered and, and said not so but he shall be called John and they said unto her there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father because Zacharias, he couldn't speak. So they made signs to him how he would have called him. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all, and his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. The beauty of this whole story is that Zacharias knows what's to pass because of Gabriel, but he cannot speak what he has heard from Gabriel. Elizabeth was pregnant with who we know as John the Baptist. It was this miracle of her once barren womb that leaped at the salutation of Mary. For without anyone revealing it to her, she realized through the miracle in her belly that inside Mary was the Lord. And it was the miracle God put in her that revealed to her what was to come. I believe there are miracles speaking to some people in this place. This canal opened up for the supernatural was calling to her. And that saying that He is the one. It was speaking through the miracle in her belly telling her that the child inside Mary's womb was Jesus. There is a place of prayer 
promise calling out to this church that is calling us deeper. It is calling us further. It's the miracle inside the wounds in this room that is calling us closer to Jesus. It was the miracle that revealed what was to be, what the, what its purpose was. It was through Zacharias. Zach couldn't speak, but he knew that this baby wasn't like anything else. When the people tried to name him in custom to tradition, Zach knew this baby wasn't going to be like every other baby. They didn't have anyone named John before this child in their lineage. This city has never had a church quite like ours. And it's time we turn from tradition and from what this world thinks about this church and show them that it's more than emotion. Show them that it's more than just a Sunday tradition. Show them that it's personal. That it's a relationship. That it's submission. That it is grace. That it is power. God is ready to open some rooms of the miraculous in this church. It's not going to be like every other church. We can't do it like they can. We can't get by with how much they pray. We can't get by with how much they fast. Because God is doing something new. God has a new authority that requires deeper devotion. The only price tag on your hunger is your time. The only thing that's stopping us from getting to this new authority is time but we've got to realize what we put in we are going to get back more a miracle requires work Elizabeth and Zacharias knew if he's not going to be like every other child if he's not going to be like everyone before him we've got to protect him if he's got to live different, we're going to protect his anointing. We're going to protect his devotion. Church, it's time we listen to the miracles that's inside of us. Uh, that's just under the surface. Let me say that Elizabeth, she had no idea that inside Mary's womb was God. Amen. Until she came into her house and it was the miracle inside of her body that cried out and said that is the Lord that is the one that I am supposed to make a way in the desert for he is the one that the world has been waiting for it wasn't Elizabeth's knowledge it wasn't Zacharias for he was mute but it was through the Holy Ghost that Elizabeth found the miraculous it was to the Holy Ghost that her miracle spoke to her and said that's the one you need to get close to that is your Lord that is your Savior there is the one inside of her womb it wasn't revealed to her by man it wasn't revealed to her by anyone but the miracle that God had placed in her life Amen. I'll tell you what church 
the miracles in everyone's room in this room is speaking to us. What do I mean when I say that? I'm talking about the calling that God has for you. The ministry that has never been seen before that God has for you. I'm talking about that place of promise that God is calling us to. I'm speaking to young people. I'm speaking to the saints. I'm speaking to everyone in this church and myself. There is just below the surface a new authority waiting for us to take hold and realize who we are. Realize that in the body of Jesus Christ we've got everything we need. Realizing that when we take on his name, when we take on the spirit, we become one with him. And he owns everything. He is above everything. He is through everything. And he is in everything. He beat it so we can beat it. There is a miracle that is just under the surface of this service uh, that is trying to birth forth. uh, But uh, the contractions of birthing that miracle, uh, they scare us back uh, to where uh, we are running from that voice that is speaking to us. I I turn your attention to 1 Samuel chapter 1, which is the birth of Samuel, the prophet. Hannah was praying for her womb to be opened because there was a certain man who was named Elkanah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zephon, Ephrathite. He had two wives. And one was named Hannah and the other was named Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this grieved Hannah very much. It actually says that her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And when they had went year by year to the house of the Lord, Hannah would go and she would weep. And one time she went to the house of the Lord and she wept bitterly so bad that Eli the priest thought that she had been drunken. And so much so that he tried to slap her out of this stupor that she was in. But Hannah had vowed a vow. And she said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord of all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying, that Eli marked her mouth. He said, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. Hannah answered out of desperation and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial and answered. And, he, and then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Hannah's womb was shut up. But it was 
prayer that opened it. That being the same with Elizabeth and Zacharias, it was prayers that brought forth and opened their womb. It was humble people that fervently prayed and God answered. There are humble people in this room who can fervently pray and I believe God will answer. Hannah was praying for her womb to be opened and instead of keeping the miracle for herself, she dedicated it to the Lord. Before it even came to pass, she had already made a vow. She prayed so hard that Eli thought she was drunken. I believe that it's time that we get so hungry for this that the world thinks we're crazy. It's time we get so desperate for the miracle. We get so desperate to see this barren land made fruitful that this world begins to think that we are insane. That they begin to think that we literally eat, sleep, and breathe soul winning. If there is any way that this church is ever going to be what God has called it to be, we have got to get so desperate. We have got to pray so fervently. We have got to give our time so much so that this world literally thinks uh, that we are drunken uh, but I believe uh, that the word of God uh, speaks about the fact in Acts 2 uh, that there was a people that was so hungry uh, there was a people that was so desperate uh, for something to happen uh, that they prayed until something did happen uh, and people in the streets began to think uh, that they were drunken uh, but I'll tell you what uh, we are not drunken uh, we are not drunk uh, as ye suppose uh, there is something in this building that is called the Holy Ghost that when we pray that when we fast when we give ourselves to God in a vow before it even happens God will answer us I I don't know what, what God this world is serving but the God we serve answers when we pray. He answers when we vow. He answers when we fast. He answers when we seek. Your place of promise is calling out your name today. Jesus is calling us closer. He is drawing us nearer. There is a miracle inside of your womb today. There is a miracle underneath the surface today that is trying to come forth. And I'm not literally speaking of people birthing out prophets, but I'm talking about people birthing out prayer lives that have never been seen before in this church. I'm talking about people birthing forth ministries that have never been seen before in this church. I'm talking about people finding desperate, hungry folks and breathing them to this place and teaching them what it is to love and serve the Lord. Now I told you I would not be long today. And I will keep that if I could get some music as I bring this to a close. I believe God wanted to, I believe God wanted to be direct today. And I hope I have said what he wanted me to say. And I hope somebody understands. I, I, I wish somebody could picture it with me. It, it's a flat ground and you can see the side in a 2D form. And 
just beneath the surface of that ground there is something so strong and so powerful and it is pushing so hard against that ground that it is starting to bend and it is starting to push forth on the ground but the ground is not moving the ground is only stretching I wish you could imagine in your imagination today underneath the ground right now that is a representation of you we are bending and stretching every which way trying to bring this miracle to pass but I'll tell you something we're not doing we're not breaking we have got to break so that this miracle can break through the hard ground which is us the Bible says break up your fallow ground it says break up your ground sometimes we've got to break ourselves up we have got to get before the presence of the Lord and allow him to break some things in our lives because all that miracle is going to do yeah it's going to stretch you out yeah, it's going to push you further. Uh, but until we break, uh, until we break uh, into the hands of God, uh, that miracle is never going to break through the ground. I hope you can see it. I hope you can see it right now. Every, everyone standing, please. Everyone standing, please. Every eye, every eye closed. Every head raised. Picture it with me. This is what I feel like the Lord is trying to say. It is, it, there is a flat crown and just below it is the greatest miracle that this city has ever experienced. And as it is pushing and it is trying to spring forth, the ground is only stretching. But imagine that ground breaks and that miracle pours out like a river of living water and it begins to pour out of this church like a geyser and it spreads all the way into Marion it spreads all the way into Fredonia it spreads all the way into Salem and all the way into Sturgis there is a miracle just below the surface you know what that miracle is saying today? You know what that miracle is saying? Brother Jacob said it. It's what I felt in prayer this morning. It's time. It is time. It is time we realize that what is stopping revival of a new authority to reach this city, it is us. We are the ground. And we need to break up our fellow ground. Fellow ground is ground that is cracked. Fellow ground is ground that is old. We need something. We need to let something, the Word of God, the Spirit of the Lord, get in us and saturate us back into ground that can something can grow out uh, hallelujah. The miracle is speaking to us today. It is calling us closer. I know, I know, I know you can hear it. I know you can feel it when you pray. It's like something is just seconds away from breaking. And we need to get to that today. We need to allow God to saturate us so that when that miracle comes pushing forth, uh, that it will break through us like a geyser and it can affect the surrounding area. So if you would today, would you find a place on this altar? Would you find a place of desperation? Would you find a place where God uh, can speak to you? Where you can hear uh, that baby in your womb crying out, uh, saying, uh, Jesus.
Jesus is the one you need. Jesus is the one you need. He is the one that will save you. He is the Lord. He is the one I am drawing to. So come. Come today to this altar. Come before the Lord. Allow Him. Allow the miracle to cry out today.